As the United States moves closer towards a major tax overhaul, the questions on what part of America will benefit from the plan have intensified. The current tax plan will decrease the income tax rate on the wealthy as well as cut corporate tax rates. The goal of these tax cuts is to make America a more attractive place to do business, which will in turn help the economy grow. However, many critics of the proposed tax reform argue that President Trump's current plan disproportionately favors the wealthy. If the tax plan were to pass, there are concerns that the gap between the richest and poorest Americans will grow. This inequality is troubling considering the current level of income inequality in the United States, which is among the highest of the developed countries. According to William Becker, who wrote the article entitled, Will Tax Reform Close the Gap? Since 1970, income inequality has grown in every state. Mr. Becker states that it is believed that today the average annual income of the top 1% is roughly 25 times more than the income of the 99%. Given this significant difference, it is important to understand how the tax reform could affect this income gap. Here to talk about the impact that the tax reform would have on income inequality in the United States is Mr. Ferrone, a lawyer with a background in tax litigation. I don't think it's going to do anything to solve the inequality problem. I think there's probably a pretty good chance it would grow the inequality problem. Uh, by how much, I guess, is anybody's guess. But they, there doesn't seem to be anything in there that's going to solve the inequality problem, right? It's not really, there's nothing in there that's shifting money down. I think if you ask the Republicans, the, the spin they would give you is that it's going to grow the economy and it's going to raise wages. Um, but I doubt it's going to raise wages enough to, to the point where sort of the low income people or the middle income people are actually sort of getting closer and closing that gap. While the United States government argues that lowering taxes on both corporations and on the highest earning workers in the country would help grow the economy and therefore have a positive benefit on the overall well-being of society, there are many who believe that this plan will unfairly hurt the poor. There are many estimates that suggest that tax cuts to corporations would cost the United States government approximately $2 trillion in revenue over the next 10 years. In order to compensate for this loss in revenue, the U.S. government would have to cut funding to many social service programs that specifically assist the poor. Many argue that this would lower equity in the United States, and in order to prevent these funding cuts from happening, these critics of the reform call for higher tax rates on the highest earners. Jeffrey Dorfman, an economics professor at the University of Georgia, argues against increasing the tax rate on the highest earning individuals. In his article, higher taxes on the rich are not enough to stop inequality, he found that only five states had economic inequality higher than the national average. Specifically, he found that New York and California are the states pulling up the national measure of economic inequality. He concludes that since both New York and California use a highly progressive income tax system, higher income taxes on higher earners is not enough to reduce economic inequality. Here to talk about his opinion on raising the tax rate for the highest earning individuals is Mr. Dorfman. The thing about inequality in the United States is that the United States actually taxes its rich people heavier than any place else. The most progressive tax code in the world. The problem is that when the government takes that money and redistributes it, we redistribute lots of the money to the middle class. The European countries with less inequality actually have 
more regressive tax structures or really less progressive tax structures than the U.S., but they take money from the rich and they give it to poor people. They leave the middle class alone. Our problem is that people that make $100,000 a year are still essentially getting government welfare. They may not call it that, they may not think about it, but they're getting Obamacare subsidies and they're getting child tax credits and they're getting tuition tax credits and they're getting all these other things. If we really want to solve inequality, the, the key isn't to take more money from rich people. It's to do a better job of using the money you're already taking from rich people and giving it to poor people instead of middle class people. As expressed in Mr. Dorfman's commentary, there is a lot to consider when attempting to enact major tax reform. Mr. Dorfman believes that how the money raised from taxes is being redistributed is much more important than the actual tax rates that people have to pay. Currently, the middle class receives a lot of money in the form of government aid, even when these families are making over $100,000. It is this lack of proper redistribution of funds that is hurting the lower class the most, not whether the upper class is being taxed 25% or 40%. So, we believe that while the current tax reform will aid the economy by bringing companies into the U.S. to do business, it fails to address this major problem with the American tax system. We can use what other countries are doing, specifically those in Europe, as a reference point for any future tax changes that we make in the United States. As Mr. Dorfman said, those countries have a much less progressive tax system than America, but have much lower income inequality because of their efficient redistribution programs. Using what we learned from studying other countries, we believe that a tax reform that addresses the current concern of income inequality within the United States, while also encouraging business development and economic growth, is possible. However, in order for this to happen, more time needs to be spent researching and understanding the long-term effects of government aid programs in America, and how we best utilize these programs to help the lower class.